Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About It podcast. I am your host, Apostle Rosemary of RCN Ministries. Today, we're going to talk about spiritual first aid. Today is going to be a very um, important subject as it's going to deal with the process, the requirements of spiritual healing um, based off of the aspect of spiritual first aid and how we are to administer this type of spiritual first aid. First, we must be grounded in humility. And what that means is this, humility. Humility involves having an accurate view of your strengths and your weaknesses. Humility helps you to become more others-focused. Scripture is clear that humility is essential to service. Jesus instructs his disciples in Mark 9 and 35, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. He also preaches it publicly saying in Matthew 23 verses 11 through 12, and it reads, the greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. First of all, to administer physical, any type of um, physical related, or should I say spiritual related first aid, we must first have a spirit of humility. We need to understand that everyone is important. We need to understand that there are no big I's and little U's. We need to understand that none of us have arrived. We need to understand that we must have compassion for others and we must love others unconditionally, no matter their circumstances and no matter their situation. Another thing that we can look at is also having practical presence. Practical presence focuses on meeting immediate practical needs of others through safe, supportive presence in order to facilitate holistic health. In other words, sometimes someone may be feeling sluggish. They may not feel well. You know what? Then that's when you you begin to kind of look into it. And you could even say, well, you know, do you have a primary care doctor? Who is your primary care doctor? A lot of times it can be just a vitamin deficiency. That's the holistic part of it, Um, meaning that you can take something herbal, something um, to just a herbal supplement. You can take some type of a vitamin to kind of get you back feeling more like yourself. We need to understand that we must um, also work on grounding your help in humility um, and practical presence, even when done remotely. It increases your ability to hear, to understand, and to meet the needs of the person you are assisting. People tend to feel the most comfortable when they feel their needs are perceived accurately and when they feel others care about them. Especially during the time of COVID-19 in this pandemic, um, when many people are not physically present 
it becomes more crucial that we show others we care on um, what is going on in their lives with the mindset and the spirit of humility um, of practical presence. You know, there are a lot of different websites there that are doing a lot of ministries, a lot of churches, a lot of businesses that are doing a lot of things. Um, some some could be, you know, locally in the in the states. Some could be globally like me and my husband are doing both. Um, but what it is, you you know, you're able to reach out. You're able to reach out in video form. You're able to reach out with phone calls. You know, you're able to email, but always have a present, a practical present. Let people know that you're there for them. Let people know that, hey, you're not going through this by yourself. We're here for you. We hear you. We know that you're hurting. We know that you're going through something, but guess what? We're still here praying. We're still here believing God, and we're still here for you. If you need us, call us, reach out to us. We're always here. We need to understand that when in a time of the pandemic, you know, uh, many that are helping remotely while staying at home, there are benefits, but there are also drawbacks. <clears throat> We're going to look at the benefits as well as the drawbacks. The benefits uh, is that it promotes equitable service delivery. It reduces the need to travel. Um, it has been found to reduce stigma associated with getting help. It increases access to support. And people using virtual support have reported feeling more empowered as it gives people more control over how they access and receive help. But there can also be drawbacks, and we're going to look at the drawbacks of this. Um, people may lack access to certain technologies, or they are not familiar with using them. Um, me and my husband can relate to this, because as we are leaders in ministry, and we're dealing with a whole um, different precept and different concepts in this season... Um, since 2020, but God has done a wonderful thing as he launched us globally. We had been in contact with many leaders globally, but when I tell you, the Lord has literally blown our minds um, for the kingdom. But what we've noticed is that here in the United States, our network for, you know, for the, the data services or the internet or, you know, it's, it's much different than it is in different countries. In different countries, they have to catch the network. They don't have the capabilities that we have in the United States. So a lot of times there's kind of a breakdown or there's, you know, a disconnect of the line or things like that. And they have to call back in. So we need to be patient enough to understand that whatever works better for them in their countries, then we need to learn to adapt. We need to learn that, you know what, that everyone does not have the technology that we have here in the United States. And so we need to learn to be patient we need to learn to be understanding and we need to understand that, you know what, whatever they have, however we need to get the word to them, the message to them, that's how we're going to do it. And since we launched um, Let's Talk About It podcast, it is truly a blessing globally um, because when people cannot really get to the service because of the difference of time zones, um, different things like that, then we're noticing they're able to go back. They're able to listen to the podcast on Wednesday mornings at 6, 6 a.m. Um, and their Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. But a lot of the different countries are literally um, 14 hours, things like that ahead of us. So it's almost over a half a day. They're ahead of us. 
And so but they're able to go back and they're able to listen and they're able to get that encouraging word. So even if they don't have the ability to be able to watch, you know, virtual church or virtual service, webinars, trainings, uh, mentorships, whatever it may be, they can listen. We have the radio capability. So God is just awesome, guys. So we need to understand that with the drawbacks. Also with drawbacks, there's a lack of physical presence um, that may make it more difficult for some people to develop a connection with the helper. So a lot of times, a lot of people, they have um, more so of when they want to be hands-on. Um, there's nothing like the human touch. There's nothing like seeing someone face-to-face. -face. But we have to get to a place and adjust and adapt in this season. Um, with virtual support, it can also be hindered by internet connection. We just talked about that. It can, there can be delays in sounds um, when you're video conferencing as well as calls. Um, there's an increased possibility of external interruptions. Um, I know that Sunday, virtual global service, my husband, Apostle Herbie, and I were here in church. And all of a sudden, our little fur baby, he came up and he began to bark and he began to make noise. And he began to do all of these things and come to find out what was going on was he was interrupting the services. So he had to literally get up, move, and go and take care of our little fur baby, Rocco. Um, when we're humble, we need to understand that we must humbly help. Um, begin by examining reasons for wanting to help. Before, um, before you reach out to provide spiritual first aid to others, make sure you have humbly examined your motives for wanting to help. What is the reason that you really want to give this help? Though not meant to be exhaustive, um, below are a few examples that we're going to go over here that I have. And it starts with healthy reasons and unhealthy reasons. Healthy reasons is that your faith or values are motivating you to act and to help. The next thing, you feel moved by the stories of vulnerability, the anxiety, the fear, the loss, and the loneliness you hear from people around you and in the media and even globally. You are driven by compassion for those isolated by the public health crisis that we're in. The unhealthy reason to do this is this. You are motivated by a desire to meet your own needs. Selfish. That's being selfish. You want to get in on the action to feel powerful or to put yourself in a one-up position over others. No, we should always be looking to lift others up, to build others up. The word of God tells us that the stronger vessel must bear the infirmities of the weaker vessels. There are a lot of people that are hurting globally. And right now they've been weakened. Um, their faith has been shaken. A lot of things are happening. They've suffered loss. They've suffered, suffered, um, you know, through their prosperity, through their finances, through their health, through, there's a lot of people that are hurting right now. We need to continue to pray, to intercede, to lift them up, to build them up, to encourage them and to be that light, that city that sits on the hill that cannot be hidden. Um, another unhealthy reason is that you like knowing the intimate details of other people's lives, especially when they are going through hard times. Uh, another one, you want to be known as someone who does good and important things. 
that is sad, but believe it or not, that does happen. Those are all the wrong reasons. Those are all unhealthy reasons. We need to learn to provide practical presence. Start by being there. The five core needs that we need to look at are these. Belonging needs. These are spiritual. The livelihood needs. The emotional needs. The safety needs. Um, and then the spiritual needs is there at the center of all of this. We need to realize that when people are going through, we've got to start by taking care of the belonging needs. What is it? What what type of belonging? What what are they dealing with? What are they going through? How is their livelihood? You know, how are they making it? How are they getting through with this time and this season? Um, how are their emotions? How are how is their mental health? Um, what are they dealing with? Are they struggling? Are they oppressed? Are they depressed? We need to begin to look at safety needs. Are they safe? Do they have the adequate protection? Do they have the adequate sanitizer at a time like this in, in many places? You know, here in the United States, there was a shortage of masks, all of the PPEs. There was a shortage of hand sanitizers. There was a shortage, you name it, there was a shortage. And so we need to begin to understand that this is a wealthy country here in America. But what about those who are not a wealthy country? What about those who are suffering greatly in this season? Let us be mindful. Let us not be arrogant. Let us not be prideful. Let us not be puffed up. Ha, huh, help me Jesus. But let us humble ourselves under the hands of the Almighty God. And let us say, you know what, Lord, what is it that I can do to make it better for the next person? What is it that I can do? If I can't do anything else, I know how to pray. I know how to hit my knees. I know how to lay prostrate. I know how to turn some plates down and fast. I know how to intercede for others and for those around the world that are hurting. This is a part of the spiritual care aspect of what we are to do with spiritual first aid. This is who we are, men and women. And as the church, we have to be the church and we have to lead by example, but not just any example, not a worldly example, but by a kingdom example. We have to lead the way that Jesus led when he dwelt and lived among us. You know, the word of God says the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. So guess what? We carry his essence, his presence. So guess what? We should also carry his heart of compassion and love. We should also carry his mind, huh, a sound mind. And we should also carry the ability to want to help others, to want to love others, to build them up, not to tear them down. When we begin to access and to prioritize the unmet core needs of others, we begin to look at these different areas. Step one, we attend. So when we attend, we want to observe. When we observe, what are we observing? We start by taking a posture of humility so you avoid assuming you know what the other person needs most. Begin the conversation as you normally would while, um, while also being 
intentional about creating space for the other person to, to share his or her story. In other words, um, we need to learn to some to slow it down, walk and be and operate in a spirit of humility. But we need to open up the, the dialect so we're not the one that's constantly talking. We're not the one that's constantly trying to tell someone else what their greatest needs are. But we need to learn to be slow to talk and quick to listen. It's biblical. Use practical presence. Meeting immediate practical needs. Safe and being safe and supportive with our presence throughout the process to attend to details discussed or observed. A lot of times people don't have to tell you. If you go to meet someone and you go to their, it's a home visit, people don't have to tell you that, you know, um, we're struggling, we need, we need, uh, we don't have finances for groceries. You know, you can look around and see there's a need. It doesn't mean that you have to publicize it, but then it means that, guess what, I can capture that. And I can say, you know what, when I get back, I'm going to get with the team. I'm going to tell them there's a need here. When we go to the food pantry, let's make sure we put them on the list so that we can feed them. That's all it takes, guys. All it takes is love. Meeting the unmet core needs. But listen, be cautious not to interrupt. Save your questions until the conversation arrives at a natural pause. Never butt in. Never cut them off. Let them talk. Let them vent. Let them tell you what they need. You don't go there feeling as though you can tell them what they need. No, they know better because it's their need. The second thing is ask. So after you attend, you want to observe. The next thing, the second thing is you ask. You want to prioritize. Once the other person has had some time to talk about their COVID-19 experience, their unemployment experience, um, their health experience, whatever it may be, because uh, that's going on within this pandemic and even post-pandemic, you know, which means after the pandemic, things that they're going to wrestle with, financial, health, whatever it may be. Use the open-ended question to clarify anything that may have been confusing, um, unclear, or that may warrant further conversation. Don't accidentally interrogate the person or push them to talk about things they are not ready to share. Spiritual first aid does not try to uncover deeper issues. A good rule of thumb to use here, people, is this. Ask questions that will help you identify the unmet core needs as well as the strengths and the resources that can help the person cope. Explore what you think appears to be primarily the unmet core needs that are causing distress. Then you ask the person, are you helping to prioritize? Ask yourself, are you helping the person to prioritize what they think and feel is the best uh, pressing unmet core need they have in that moment. That is very important. The third thing, and what we're looking at here, the first two steps is where we access and prioritize unmet core needs. Remember that. Um, the third and the fourth step here is to intervene by addressing the unmet core needs. 
The third thing we do is act what to do. After you and the person um, you are assisting have identified what the most pressing primary unmet core need is in that moment, respond with the recommended intervention we have paired with that need, um, that very need that they're in like of, that core need that they need, whatever the need may be, help them to meet that need. But we also need to keep in mind that because of the nature of helping amidst whatever the issue is in their lives at this time, um, you may also have the time or the opportunity to address a single unmet core need or be limited in opportunity for interaction. If circumstances permitted, it may be possible to address multiple unmet needs in one interaction or over multiple interactions with the person. And then the fourth thing here is, then we begin to repeat, if warranted and or if possible, address other unmet core needs if warranted and possible. Keep in mind, for some, their second most pressing need may fall into the same unmet need category. Think about it. You may have gone there and you were only able to meet one need. This can be in a church. This can be some other nonprofit. This can be some public or private charity. This can be some business that is, you know, helping out with um, anything like LAHEAP, light bills, different areas like that when they're helping to pay mortgages, rents, whatever it may be, whatever their core needs may be. So then you begin to fall into the category of another unmet need that you were not able to really help to rectify um, at that time because of a lack of resources. But then at this time, once you go back and you say, hey, you know what? I see that we're going to have resources or I know someone and I can I can get in touch with them to help you with this unmet need. That is what they're talking about. That's where the repetition, that's where you begin to repeat that fourth step. Helping remotely while staying at home. Then we begin to understand you know, we have the access of video chatting. You can use Facebook, Zoom, Skype, Google, Hangout. You can use the Facebook video. You can use WhatsApp, WebEx, and etc. You can call. You can text. Um, you have so many different messaging apps that are available. There is no reason that people's needs should not be met in this season because we're in a pandemic globally. There is no excuse, people. There is no excuse. Let's see here. We need to know that there are so many different ways to help in person while still following physical um, restraints, while also taking care, while also caring for others, but also caring for yourselves. You know, there are also different ways of, of dealing with things at this time. So do not shy away from change. But you know what? Step to the moment. Step to the moment in faith and move ahead. Move ahead to be able to be a blessing to others. Um, we're going to look at the blessed method. When we look at the blessed method, then we begin to understand that it is to assess and prioritize unmet core needs as well. To intervene to address primary unmet core needs. Um, when we look at the assess, blessed method sits right in the middle. You're going to attend. You're going to ask. You're going to act and then you're going to repeat like we said above. So I'm going to close with this portion. The blessed, what blessed means, five different core needs. 
the B means uh, belonging. It deals with relationships, social questions, provides spiritual support, and addresses secondary, secondary unmet needs. The L stands for livelihood, dealing with health and finances, resource questions, um, connect to faith-based community and health resources, address secondary unmet core needs. The E in blessed stands for emotional. That means dealing with the mental health, the well-being questions, um, facilitate the lament, and address the secondary, secondary unmet core needs. The first S stands for safety and bless. That's when we begin to attend to the red flags, the hints they are experiencing violence. They are um, having thoughts of self-harm or suicide thoughts, and there's a change in their behavior. Um, there's a threat, and there's a and threat and harm assessment questions that you would have to ask them at this time. And then you begin to refer and you begin to report and find out what do we do? You know, who do we report this to? How can we get them the help that they need? What tools do we need to use to address this? And again, it's dealing with addressing or to address the secondary unmet core needs. The second S in BLESS, the, the five core needs that we're talking about, dealing with the BLESS method. We're talking about S, the second S, spiritual. The meaning, the making, and the religious beliefs. Um, our faith, or should we say our faith and behaviors, our faith and belief. The spiritual struggles. And the ultimate questions, for examples, about life and death. Um, the act of it is what we do. We encourage by spiritually coping mechanisms. We begin to use the word of God. We begin to read scriptures. We begin to pray, to encourage, to, to lift up, to build up. My God. And then that also deals with addressing a secondary unmet core need. I, I want to say um, this was something I came across that I just felt as though I needed to share on today because there are so many people that are hurting. There are so many people that are going through and they're looking for the answers. And there is a spiritual first aid that is available to each and every one of us. And how do we come about that? We come about that by when the word of God says that Jesus told the disciples, the work that you see me do, you shall do with greater work, sure you do. We're going to do the greater works. Guess what? That's as part of the spiritual first aid. That's a part of that spiritual first aid for healing. That, that we reach out, that we begin to, to love on others, that we begin to encourage others, that we begin to let them understand that, you know, there, there's so much more that God has for you. The Lord wants the very best for you and he loves you. I want to read for you all Psalms 147 verses 2 through 6. And this is what we're going to close with. And it's going to deal with restoration and prosperity. Um, a praise for Jerusalem. Verse 2 says, the Lord is building up Jerusalem. He is gathering the exiles of Israel. He's bringing us together all over the world. Verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, healing our pain and comforting those who are in sorrow. Verse 4 says, He counts the numbers of the stars 
and he calls them all by name. Listen, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, guess what? The Lord knows your name. He loves you. He cares for you. And he has never left you. Verse 5 says, Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is inexhaustible. Listen. He is great. He is majestic and mighty. Huh? He is inexhaustible. He's infinite. He's boundless. There's nowhere we can go that God cannot reach us. We've never gone so far that God cannot reach us. We've never fallen so low that he can't pick us up. My God, and turn us around. Build us up. Put us back on the potter's wheel. He can make us over again. We need to be pliable. Pliable clay in the hands of the master. Verse 6 says, The Lord lifts up the humble, and he casts the wicked down to the ground. I don't know about you all, but I know one thing. I will be humble and I will remain humble in the things of God. I want to be, as Apostle Paul says, he's being poured out as a drink offering. Let us pour out everything that God has placed in us upon his people. Everyone is his people. It does not matter who they are and it does not matter where they are. He is the creator of all things. And he loves each and every one of us. God is looking for his church, his bride to rise up in this hour and to draw those back that have wandered away, those that have lost the love and walked away from their first love. Let God use you this day to make a difference, to impact, and to transform somebody else's life for the kingdom. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father God, well, Lord, we just thank you today. We thank you for this spiritual first aid for healing, God. Lord, we thank you for just allowing me to get on here today and to pour out love. God, across this podcast to every person that puts it on. Father God, we come against all of the wickedness, the chaos, the division, the discord, Father God. Lord, we come against the liars. Lord, we come against deceit. Lord, we come against every spirit, every foul spirit that is not of you. Lord, because anybody operating that is not operating in love and that is causing division, discord, and hate anywhere across this world, Father God, they are not of you. So, Father God, we bind them up right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we lose peace right now. Ah, Lord, we lose healing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, and I ask God that you just breathe upon every man and woman that listens to this podcast. God, strengthen them, gird them up in this season. God, equip them to be able to go through, God, this process, even in this, God. Father, we thank you and we praise you, God. Lord, we give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you all so much for tuning in today to our podcast, Let's Talk About It. I am your host, Apostle Rosemary of RCN Ministries and OSGA Apostolic Network. God bless you. God keep you until next